This is the Balancing Act by Security Compass, your guide to going fast while staying safe in today's digital world. Hi everybody, my name is Kevin Delaney. I'm the Director of Solutions Engineering at Security Compass, and today I'm gonna to be talking about building a bridge to Security Island. This is an analogy from a client in the banking sector I spoke with a few years ago who was really frustrated about the poor security culture in their company. And I've had a lot of people tell me it's helped them articulate things to their senior management. So I hope you find this analogy helpful. So what is Security Island? Security Island occurs when your security team is so disconnected from your developers' day-to-day -day activities that it almost seems like they live on a distant island. This is unfortunately very common in large enterprises, as there can be thousands of developers working on hundreds of different projects, but the security team is a much smaller and very busy group of highly trained specialists. This is really nobody's fault, but it's the reality of limited budgets, a comparatively small talent pool, and sometimes an executive level misalignment on what value security really brings to the business. So as the company grows and becomes more and more digital in everything they do, the security team just naturally becomes increasingly siloed in how they operate. Couple that with the fact that most developers don't often receive a ton of formal education in security, and you have a problem. You have a security island. Now, over on Security Island, they can't understand why everyone on the mainland can't just follow the rules and do things right. The island clearly posts their laws, or security policies, on an internal SharePoint site or a wiki, and they have an easy way to contact their foreign affairs office, but for some reason they constantly feel like they have to be the bad guys who tell project teams they have to fix things before they can move forward. This, of course, fuels the perception that the security team are blockers and not enablers. Similarly to the developers, it seems like the whole mission of everyone on Security Island is to tell them they did something wrong. Sorry, your scan failed. Sorry, you can't use that library, you need to go re-architect this. Or sorry, you can't go to production. Sound familiar? Well, if you felt like there was a whole department in your company dedicated to finding gaps in your work, whether you accepted the importance of security or not, you probably wouldn't be too enthusiastic about their mandate. When you have a security island, it breeds a real us versus them mentality between development and security, which erodes culture, slows down releases, and leaves developers frustrated because they know every time they go to commit their code, they have to cross their fingers that someone on this internal mailing list is not gonna come whack them with a virtual stick. Security Island flies in the face of all the hard work organizations put in to encourage the camaraderie that helps people work effectively together and get things done for the business. It's for this reason that a bridge needs to be built to Security Island. Now, in order to build this bridge, security needs to be embedded within development teams. One of the best ways to do that is by creating and fostering a healthy security champions program. These are the diplomats for Security Island. They build the bridge that helps the two understand each other and work together more effectively. Security champions are developers who take accountability for the security of their projects and act as security mentors for their peers. This works because it is human nature for people to trust and relate better with the ones they share things in common with. They are much more likely to ask a teammate for help or listen to their advice than to send an email or a Slack message to the team over on Security Island who they feel doesn't speak their language or understand the context of their project. Because they're developers themselves, security champions can much more naturally connect the dots between what the company requires for security and the specific business and engineering requirements of their development project. So all of this sounds great, but how do you actually identify and start to create these champions? Well, you need to start by directing your engineering management to identify team members seeking career growth. Some people want to grow and expand their skill set, but 
either aren't interested or aren't suitable for people management. With a champions program, you have an answer for this. But you can't just send out an email asking for volunteers. It doesn't work. You need to provide meaningful incentives for those people to step up. I can't stress enough how important this is. So offering things like security champion lunches or an annual retreat or custom company swag like t-shirts and polos, people love this stuff. But also you need to look at paid security certifications. Study after study has shown that employees stay with companies who are willing to invest in their career growth. If your company's mentality is, well, what if we pay for all these certs and they just leave? You need to instead ask, well, what if we don't and they do leave? People love being able to proudly add another line to their LinkedIn profile, and smart businesses love when they can level up internal capabilities without having to invest in more expensive specialists. Investing in people who are motivated to grow is a win-win, and as it relates to security champions, I 100% promise this costs an order of magnitude less than fixing insecure code and employees churning because a poor culture has just demotivated them. Once you've started to build up your team of diplomats, you need to facilitate healthy discussion between them and your security team. Encourage security champions to clearly articulate what works and what doesn't about the existing process and work towards solutions that consider the needs of both security and engineering. For example, if the security team sees a theme of the same pen tester scanner findings from a certain project team, they would work with that project's security champion to highlight this and work together on ways to improve in the future whether that's architectural changes, additional team training, or even one-on-one -on -one coaching. And because the security champion has a higher level of security domain knowledge than their peers, the same natural human inclinations to trust and cooperate with each other are seen in this relationship. It fosters a mutual understanding and appreciation for each other's objectives and challenges. In summary, Security Island needs more diplomats, not a larger foreign affairs office. But diplomacy is messy, and it can be daunting when relations aren't the best. So you need to incentivize the people you have to take on the task of building that bridge. When you do this, you create a more comfortable and natural way for developers to keep security in mind as they help your business achieve its goals. Your security team is happier because they feel they can relate with someone on a deeper technical level and really drive positive change in the company's security posture. And your developers are happier because they feel like they know what's expected of them and they have a trusted teammate they can go to if they're ever not sure. Building the bridge to Security Island helps you scale out the knowledge of your limited pool of security resources and vastly improve relationships between your teams. I hope this analogy has given you some insight into how we've seen high-performing organizations really embed security within their engineering teams so they can keep their customers safe and improve their agility. Now, we'd like to know what you think. Has your company rolled something like this out before? What was your experience? Leave a comment or send a tweet to at Security Compass to join the conversation. My name is Kevin Delaney. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Balancing Act, and we'll talk to you again soon. Stay safe out there. Can't get enough of The Balancing Act? Make sure to check out our website at www.securitycompass.com and be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts for more episodes. Mm -hmm.